The topics discussed during this podcast can be triggering and upsetting to some viewers, seeing as on the show we discuss a wide variety of distressing material. Each episode will vary with the topic stated in the title. We use adult language, therefore parental guidance is advised. Although situations that are discussed can be unpleasant and frankly quite scary, we are using them to educate ourselves and others. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm a 19-year-old second-year psychology student. Hi, I'm Patrick. I'm also 19 and I'm a second-year physics student. Welcome to the Moves to the Left podcast. Today we just wanted to introduce some of our team. We have Alexander Oliver, who is our editor, uh, and then we have Raquel, who is our graphics designer, who designed our lovely logo. Um, and then and, there's us. We're and here. then there's us. <laughs> With the people on the screen, we do the talking and they do the working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this week we're going to be covering Yemen in hopes to bring awareness on what's going on. So yeah, Yemen, it's, I'm hoping that you've seen, is experience, well, obviously I, I'm not hoping that you've seen in the fact that I'm hoping it's happening, but I'm hoping that you're aware that um, right now it's the biggest humanitarian crisis going on in the world. There's 24 million people starving, half of which are children, a child dies every 10 minutes, um, there's conflict throughout the nation between three different groups and then there's also the famine the coronavirus pandemic there's an epidemic i can't remember what was the epidemic it was cholera cholera um so they are basically just getting torn apart right now and it's just it's a horrible situation the famine's been since march 2015 so that's five years of just Mm. starvation essentially essentially yeah um I want to cover first what um, a third world country is. The term third world has been redefined to mean impoverished, but African, Asian and Latin countries weren't impoverished to begin with. They were stripped of their beauty, riches and culture when their resources were taken away through colonialism. Um, that is a definition that I found, well definition, that is like a explanation that I found on Twitter, obviously that person's going to be credited. Um, and I just want to say that when we refer to third world countries along this podcast and along this episode, we do mean the poorer countries. I mean, but like it said, it's been stripped away by colonialism and we just refer to those countries as such because it's a, it's a widely known term and you'll know what we mean when we say it. Not that we agree with it. <laughs> we wanted to also mention that the nurses who are working in hospitals are aren't getting paid they don't have the right equipment they don't have the right protective equipment and they're at such high risk of developing coronavirus and anything that they have and yet there's still not proper protection there's still not a proper system in place yeah um there's there's i mean al-qaeda has control of part of the country there's well i think it's not that they're they're occupying it aren't they they're not really controlling yeah yeah but but there is that genuine state yeah they have a strong impact on that area um and then we wanted to discuss why are third world countries allowed to suffer because if you look at the situation um there's a whole country a whole population in danger and it's not you know like quite often it's one group is in danger or there's one you know say in britain there's a problem of homelessness you know in most countries there's this one issue that affects one certain group in Yemen the whole population is in danger 
80 percent are starving yeah exactly but the whole population is in danger so the whole population is in danger from <laughs> the pandemic the epidemic the famine and the war and you would have thought from what i just said that the um you know activist celebrities and people out there with lots of money would have been flocking to that like sheep wouldn't you you know trying to support them and help them as much as they can instead they sing imagine and yeah exactly <laughs> instead you see a group and as much as that's got a nice meaning it's important that you um support people through arts and emotion because that will always have quite a strong impact at the end of the day the world is run by money and yemen just simply isn't getting the money that it needs and um it's quite evident that that money exists yeah because of notre dame <laughs> yeah. um you know a building of historical significance and to sort of like <laughs> yeah and like worldwide sort of acclaim i guess it's mm. you know a well-known building and um the when that burnt it was billions with not even within days it within was like within hours, 24 hours yeah, yeah. There that, was that was donated to to restore it mm. and obviously i'm not saying that that was building, bad. that building isn't important i'm not saying yeah. those celebrities that donated that money are bad people but what i'm saying is that why was there such a rush of money straight into rebuilding a building when a whole country is falling apart essentially yeah. burning down yeah if something like this was happening in the uk it i mean it wouldn't happen yeah, you know it, it, just it, it just it couldn't because you can't even say if because no, it's not, no. there's no if about it, it wouldn't precisely happen. it wouldn't ever happen and i mean i want to touch upon the fact that of all the food ever produced in the world each year a third of that year's food that's produce yeah. i guess is binned it doesn't even go. If you look at it from it. like a business point yeah, of view, yeah, I mean, <laughs> all of it gets produced. One third of it is lost. Like, yeah, and I don't get why third world countries are allowed to suffer, and and people can stand idly by. It's well, and it's like the whole us against them mentality that you yeah, see. Yeah, it is. It's the I'm a, I'm because personally, I've never understood patriotism. No, neither have I. It doesn't really make sense. I've always thought countries are weird, let alone patriotism. <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, like, it is a sort of strange concept when you look at it. Um, if you take yourself out, you know, try and take yourself out of society for a minute. If you look at our world, it's a really, really strange world that we have. Where, um, you know, there's people in Yemen, stuff like that, who we're sat in here with a fan on. And they'd probably be mind blown by a fan. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know... Obviously, I'm not saying it's all like this. There are going to be parts of the country that have rich people there. You know, there's rich people everywhere. Yeah. That I'm not saying that this whole country... And, you know, like, even um, some activists have pointed out that the effect of, like, Red Nose Day and stuff and showing all the poorer parts of Africa actually has a detrimental effect because of the fact that they get no tourism and probably the biggest biggest industry... They could have a massive tourist industry, but because of, like things like um, Red Nose, and obviously this isn't intentional, but it's not viewed as as a holiday place, and um, when you look at Yemen, there are beautiful places there, and um, it's a shame that stuff like this is just completely going to waste and just getting looked over. I mean, mean, uh, right now we can put up on the screen what Yemen looked like a few years ago, and what Yemen Mm. looks like after the war, it's it's horrible that, you know, this is happening, and that the fact that no one's helping and no one knows well when you look at when there's stuff going on in iraq and iran or whatever 
um, there was so many different ones that we witnessed growing up. Obviously, yeah. I don't know much about it because I was a child while it was all going on. But why is it that America and England were so quick to jump on those ones, but all of a sudden this one's getting overlooked? Yeah. And I'm not saying that they should join the fighting and join the war because that's the worst possible thing they can <laughs> yeah. do because as history has shown us America and England makes every fucking thing they do worse Yeah. so that isn't what I want I don't want them to go join the wall but they should be providing sh- they should be you know Britain is in a point where they could pay to house quite a lot of those people and I'm not saying that they should be entitled to no. but they should be helping out countries in these positions even if it isn't Yemen even if it's another country yeah but they should be pushing you know even though Brexit has happened they can still push the EU to mm. support them they can still push the United Nations America and England out of any two countries are listened to the most when it comes to international relations mm. all it takes is Boris Johnson to say what the fuck is going on over there mm-hmm. And people yeah. will listen. Exactly. Considering there's this whole like mentality with him, people idolise him. You know, those who voted for him, they they do want like they'll they'll they're like sheep. I was actually wondering if if Trump, you know, went, don't be racist. Yeah. Would they all stop being racist? Do, do you know what I mean? It's just like sheep mentality. It's very relevant in left wing politics yeah. as well. So it's not just them. I think that's no, important. No, of, of course, no. You will see quite a lot of left wing sheep. But yeah, it's because people... We form parasocial yeah. relationships with these people. And quite a lot of the stuff to do with this, where, you know, going back to racism, mm. when it comes to racism, um, someone like me, who's a white person, who's learning about the experiences and learning about how to battle it from people of colour, from people who've experienced it, it's far too easy to just assume everything that is being said is true. Exactly. And that, um, you know, you will see some people who... Obviously, you should, you know, we're all about listening to people and their experiences, but you need to at least think about it for a second. Mm. Just think, does that make sense? Do mm. yeah, I do physics. Um, if we're doing a calculation, say mm. it's Bob hit a tennis ball, mm. um, it had this acceleration, how fast did it go? Yeah. If you get an answer and it says it was moving 200,000 miles per hour, you yeah. go, well, that's fucking wrong, isn't it? Yeah. That's not right. That's impossible. Um, so even when it comes to political things, you need to do sanity checks. That's what yeah. my, that's what my t- and you need to think for a sec because I think there's a lot of stuff that again this is more prevalent in the right wing politics and the left wing politics. There's a lot of things that if you just stop for a second and you go, is that actually logical? Mm. It's just not. Mm. And like the situation that is going on with um, Yemen. It's just completely illogical because you look at the world and the position that we're in right now Mm. and that we're sat here with, you know, loads of computers here, um, a bed, chairs, Mm. water, hand sanitizer, a PlayStation, speakers, electricity that we can turn on at the wall. Two monitors over there, you know, like... How is there that drastic difference and then people are saying that we need to protect our we need to protect our own we need to protect britain no we need to we need to build the rest of the yeah. world imagine if every every imagine if yemen and every single other country had the health system had the educate obviously our systems are quite flawed but in comparison they are godly yeah. and if all these other countries were if we supported them and got them to a position that we were in humans cuz when you're talking about protecting our own you're talking about British people, 
So that means that you understand the idea of supporting the masses and supporting mm. the people because you're trying to do it yeah. in, a, in quite a twisted way, but that is what you're trying to do. So you understand it. You understand that we need to get the sort of rest of the human race to our position mm. because you see homeless people in Britain and you say he shouldn't, you know, that homeless man, that homeless woman shouldn't be in that situation. I mean, you say that, but does anyone actually yeah, do true. anything with it? But That's a whole nother topic. Because obviously everyone knows that and... The fact that you know that, then that means you understand that Yemen should be in our position. Um, mm. You know, all the African colonies that yeah. are put at risk and mm. are not, I don't know, I'm trying to think, not controlled, but that are sort of suppressed by the worldwide economy and the worldwide mm. society. Those people should be on our level. And if they were, can you think about the, from my point of view as a physicist, the scientific um, breakthroughs would make the medical breakthroughs, the techno mm. technological breakthroughs, yeah. if everybody was, you know, if the whole world was on in the same position. Yeah, if everyone was given the same opportunities. I mean, mm. Malala, uh, she, she, everyone should know her story, yeah. you know. Uh, don't really need to go into that one. But obviously she, she wanted to, for girls to be able to go to schools mm. and stuff. Her actually being moved here gave her the opportunity. I mean, she finished Oxford the, Oxford the other day, you know. Mm. She, she graduated. And that's... That can show you. Obviously, though, we underestimate our privilege. Mm. Okay, we spoke about in previous episodes about white privilege. We underestimate our privilege as a privileged there's, country. There's more of a... Because when talking about white privilege, that's obviously specific to the yeah. black issues. <laughs> but there's a whole... I think that people don't talk about. There's a whole Western privilege that we have. Oh, of and course. A whole, when you look at the way that the Western world runs the world, essentially, yeah. what America says goes exactly yeah that's how and i mean we underestimate like you said i mean we're sat here surrounded mm. by technology mm -hmm. you know we have a roof over our heads we have mm. running water and other countries just don't have it mm. and and it's no one cares yeah. you know wow there's red nose day there's sports relief every year like how much of that really goes to but those countries? But it's a fact it's just a fucking day as well exactly. well usually it's like a week, or like a week you know but and there should be more consistent things go you know like what tesco's does with the little donation yeah boxes? yeah like that kind of thing that consistent support and that consistent um just care that is is there all the time yeah and maybe i don't know i've never looked into tesco's as a business mm. they could be horrible but at least they're doing that one thing yeah is it, yeah exactly and we're not saying that they're an amazing non-profit organization yeah. or anything but it's something you know yeah. and it's I know that we live like like we said in a in a previous episode. We live in an age where we can educate ourselves mm -hmm. very easily, and we can find these places. But it's about telling everyone else. And it's easier not to. Exactly. It, my it, life would be so much easier if I didn't think about half the things I thought and about. That, and that's what we. And that's why as well. so many people do it. Exactly, um, and like in previous episodes, we're going to have all the petitions we can to. Mm -hmm to sign to help Yemen and also I wanted to mention uh, the free rice app it is a completely free app on any app store that you have and you just answer really mind-numbing questions <laughs> and then you basically fill up a bowl and every right question gives uh, 10 grains of rice basically to a hungry child um, and, and the more questions you answer the more grains of rice and then at the end of like some questions you get like a full bowl of rice and some vegetables and that's a full meal um and then it starts again and you can keep answering these questions and it's completely free you're not giving any any of your own money because especially with coronavirus it's funded by ads and stuff yeah especially with coronavirus um 
people don't have money. I mean, the other yeah. day I was going to the shops and a, a man asked me for my change because he didn't have enough for rent and, and bills mm-hmm. and stuff. And it broke my heart um, because it, it's happening here mm-hmm. and we're not, we're not helping either. But um, free rice on the app store. But help. when you look at that as well, that says so much about the position that we're in, the privilege, mm. the like, the idea of a whole Western privilege, because we can play a game that feeds people, like that's precisely. I find that quite scary to even it say is. that you can open up your phone, and you can play a game, you know, and you know what is it like? You can learn French or something. Yeah, you can learn language. So like, oh, you can sit there and just play this little game and learn French, and that's the difference between this child's meal tonight mm-hmm. is that is scary to say because that could be me or you mm, in yeah. a different world that could be me or you yeah definitely in that position if we were born there yeah and exactly. that's the only difference yeah the only the only difference between us and them is that we were just born more privileged mm. and and i don't get why people can't put themselves in in their shoes at all mm. and and don't want to help you know Right. I do think part of it is that, like, gen- me talking is scary to think about. It is, but the thing is, you can you can talk. I'm not saying you, you twisted that in any way, but I'm just saying you can think of things like that. Yeah. Both ways, you know. Yeah, of course. Anything can be. Because there is a nice side of it that there's a child getting food. Yeah. But then. But well, yeah, then when you actually think about it, you you're playing about a game. It, you're playing a game. To feed and, them. Yeah. You know, and what if you don't today? Yeah. I mean, what if you don't? It's, so if tomorrow you decide I'm not going to play the game, yeah. then you're deciding someone's not uh, yeah are you deciding or can you rely on yeah. the thousands of others to what if what if no one plays it for a day yeah. you, know, you know what if someone spends a whole day feeding 10 children and then the next day they just can't be bothered mm. you know obviously everything can be well like that app isn't s- sustainable is it that's not no. going to last long term that's exactly gonna... and people are going to get bored of it uh, you know um i wanted to move on to refugees mm-hmm. and there's this big thing obviously about refugees ever since the beginning of time um and I wanted to touch upon, obviously, Syrian refugees and and everything happening with it. Do you have anything? Um, I'm just going to get this. You carry on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get this up. Um, so, obviously, there's the Syrian war and everything, um, and people are coming over. And I don't get why countries just aren't taking them. Uh, and they're pre- <laughs> a lot of pretexts. I know um, I'm from Poland, like we previously established. Um, I'm from Poland and I know that Polish people refuse to take in refugees and I forgot his name but one of the Polish um, MPs has been very racist and very outspoken on the fact that they won't take Muslim people into Poland because they'll perform terrorist attacks. Well it's kind of worrying when you see the way that UKIP talks about Polish people like that and then there's a Polish MP talking about yeah, and, and he's going, how many terrorist attacks have we had? Zero. What about Germany letting all these people in? What about the UK? No. <laughs> Just shut up, honestly. Well, it's because Poland isn't a target, is it? Poland. Exactly. If you, as much as, obviously, if you do a terrorist attack anywhere, there's going to be an impact. Hmm. But where's going to have the most impact? And that's going to be England, America, France, Germany. Westernized countries. They're the... They're probably the four biggest I mean, nations in history. At the time of the Paris attacks, I think it was 2015, mm. uh, of the concert, um, there was like in in Lebanon, there, there was a terrorist attack in right. a, a oh, third world yeah, country. Oh, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. and... Um, the difference. <laughs> and it wasn't reported at all. Yeah. You know, it was like thousands of people died in that terrorist attack, but and I'm not saying this is good either, but about 50 died in, in this westernised first world country. Mm. 
and you know that was all we heard i mean uh one love manchester was created because of that terrorist attack in, in which 22 people died but at the same time there was a terrorist attack somewhere else that also took many many lives and it's just we report especially the media we report on things that matter to us mm. and things that directly affect us well when you look at the just completely different like um news that's reported on if you compared my Instagram feed or your Facebook mm. feed to the news. Yeah. There's like two different planets. Yeah, yeah. And that's not to say that social media doesn't make things yeah, up. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I read with that attack of the horse, uh, of, of someone spooking the horse, and obviously the woman falling off, breaking her, her shoulder blades and her hips and knees and stuff. I read that that woman, well, that, that, that man apparently, you know, it turned out to be a woman, uh, that that man rode into the crowd and like, f like charged into the crowd, hitting people mm. with, with their baton. No, that's how social media shaped it up to be. And then when it was actually recorded, you saw different angles. You saw every video showed the, her falling off. But then when you saw five seconds before, you could see someone spooking the horse and, and her hitting the traffic light and falling off. Genuine, the horse was spooked. And I had a huge debate with my boyfriend about this. We got into a bit of a fight because I believed the, the social media side. But just like the media twisting, social media can mm. twist things as well. So I, like, like I said earlier, there's two sides to everything. Yeah. Uh, do you want to mention this? Okay, so this, I've not actually looked into it as much as I wanted to. But um, it's a charity called Solidarity. Um, hopefully there'll be something about it on the screen right now. But... Um, they're a student-run charity who donates sort of as much of the money they can from the t-shirts they sell to legal aid for um, refugees. And as far as I'm aware, the art on the t-shirts is done by the refugees artists as well. That I might be wrong there, but I think that's true. I'm just checking now. And... Um, I don't have it on me, obviously, I'm not wearing it, but I do have one of these. They're um, really nice t-shirts, and um, yeah, it's all student-ran, so here it is. So, £10 shirt, um, more than £7.50 goes directly towards funding um, and providing legal aid and other vital services for refugees. You know, it's done as cheaply as possible, but as... Um, what's the word? As not humane. Um, you know, what is it that Primark used to be really bad at? What's the word? What, sweatshops. No, but there's that word for it that they're um inhumane. Oh, I don't know. But ethically, that's it. Ethics. They do it all <laughs> as ethically well as they can. And it's Sorry you know, about that. <laughs> it's yeah, brain stopped, but it's a really nice, um really nice charity. They do again good T shirts, so you'll get a nice T shirt of that out of it. And um it's only ten pound and yeah, it says on the website where all your money's going, what you're doing. So it's generally just really good. Yeah. Um Right, talking about refugees and people coming into different countries, um, I don't get why refugees are seen as something as something as a debate, and that's what well, yeah. Why is there a taboo around it? Though? Yeah, like why is it a debate? Why are human rights a debate? That's what I will never understand with politics and everything. And why are <laughs> why are human lives a debate? Well, it's like with the refugee thing, of course. Some people are going to come in and be violent and do something wrong. But if you took a group of anyone from anywhere, mm. there's going to be some that are violent. Why are we judging someone for moving to have a better life, to get yeah. away from bad situations, to, to give their children 
Like, like um, I mean, my family moved to the UK to get a better life, to, to earn more money, to, to give us a better life. And I mean, I'm so privileged right now. I'm, I'm yeah. studying psychology, you know, in a, in a, in a university. And, and I'm, I'm the first person of my family to go to university. Well, and you're in a situation where you can sit and talk to a microphone exactly. with your opinions and exactly. share that with the world. Precisely, like, and, and I'm an immigrant. I'm not a refugee. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm never going to know what pain they go through. But why is it okay that I moved here and well, I'm not still, judging that? Is it because I'm white? You still experience shit. Oh, of course, of yours course. Yours was all legal, so imagine yeah. what it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it got, it got to a point where I know Aaron Aaron in 2016 when we were still in school. Mm-hmm. There was that whole well, me and all the other immigrant kids would joke that we're getting deported, you know? Yeah, because... Because that's the consensus we were getting from everyone, But you that's know? genuinely... You would, like, probably... I don't know, I can't speak for you, but I imagine you were genuinely quite concerned at one point being a of kid. Course, of course, of course. I, I mean, I was been, 16. I would have been scared if I was a kid from a different country yeah. witnessing Brexit. Yeah. Because it did open up quite scary politics yeah. at some point. Yeah. And you saw discussions <clears throat> that most people wouldn't have been comfortable having yeah. on the streets. Yeah, and I, I mean, I saw this, um, going back to whole immigration, why is it okay for white people to do it? <laughs> I saw this thing where... Um, uh, a woman's husband had moved from Australia to America. Obviously, this is America again. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were at a, a Christmas party or something for their f- uh, for their company, which they both worked together. And uh, this woman was standing next to her husband, and this other woman from their company was saying, "Oh, I hate refugees. I hate immigrants. This and that. They're coming to take our jobs. You know, just, just being really racist um, and towards immigrants and refugees." And obviously, there's, there's the whole pressing thing with the Mexican. Uh, people coming over to the to USA and ICE and everything. Mm-hmm. We're covering that as well. Um, but then he goes, well, I'm an immigrant. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, I don't mean you. And he goes, is it because I'm white? Is it because I'm from Australia, like from a from a first world country? And, and she actually said yes. Mm. So I don't care about you. You're white. Mm. And it's just, it's horrible. That plays back to what I mentioned before about... Um, the way that humans, if they're familiar with something, mm. they feel more comfortable with it. And obviously in that situation, it's not that they're unfamiliar with the person being foreign. Mm. They're just unfamiliar with their skin. Yeah. They just don't look like... Because yeah, they don't look like them. When you look at um, you know, the en- entertainment industry, that's controlled by Hollywood, that's controlled by America. Your average Hollywood star is white. Mm. So... Yeah. Everybody who takes in media, who takes in entertainment, is mm. generally getting white faces. So the more you watch TV, yeah, the more used to white people you get. And then not only does that make you more comfortable with white people, it makes you more uncomfortable with anyone who doesn't look like that. Exactly, and that's with um, you know that's with people of color growing up with constant white faces. Like mm. Barbies are white. Mm. Uh, TV characters are white and if they do get one black character one person of colour that's a sidekick or it's a stereotype or or it's a stereotype yeah so that needs to be changed I know like things like come fly with me the whole point of them is that they're aware of what they're doing so they're aware of the stereotype Mm. but I think that demonstrates it quite well because there will be the people who watch it and they'll be like oh I understand that they're taking the they're taking the idea of a stereotype mm. and saying, look how stupid but this you, is. Yeah, look yeah. how stupid a fucking stereotype is. Mm, no. But then there's the people who will look at that and go, ha, 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 clever. Funny. Clever. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And um, 
I think that implies sort of what a big part of the issue is. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, there's cars going on. Yeah, so obviously stereotyping is a big part of it. Yeah. And then the fact that people are just unfamiliar with other faces, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right, I think that's all I wanted to say. There's something else I wanted to mention. So obviously, when you look at the um, opposing arguments mm. for, well, <laughs> arguments when you see people going no let's not help other people yeah. that's essentially what people saying no to refugees mm-hmm. is um is they point out that there are some violent people among them mm-hmm. and that means that they shouldn't be allowed in yeah and if we follow those exact rules for everything there would never be a football game ever again in my life you would never watch football once because in every single group of football fans, there is a small minority of violent people. And if you're saying, no, I'm not letting refugees in because mm. of the violence that could potentially happen if a handful of them are bad, then there will never be a football game. There will never be a political rally. There will never be a protest again. There people will... accept people if they give them something. So like yeah. footballers give them joy. Mm-hmm. So they'll accept them. But but what I'm saying is that if you're worried about the um, violence from a particular group, mm. you know, a particular handful of refugees yeah. out of the large population, if you're worried about a small amount that will call, cause violence, you should mm. be worried about football fans. Yeah, because yeah. I'm because sure, do you remember you when we lost the World Cup and it yes. was like, I think I was on holiday in Portugal or something, and there was just British men running around at their tops or throwing yeah. beers around. Yeah, exactly. And, like and uh, did you see uh, people comparing like protests and riots and stuff mm. and looting? And it's like, what happens when like mm. English, uh, like just football fans win? What happens when they lose? Yeah, and that's not even about the um, anti anti fascist protests. No, no, that's about genuine just celebrations. Yeah, what? it's a <laughs> celebration to wreck things, and, and, they then, just and go then those people things. say, "Oh, you can't protest human rights." Yeah, it's um, <coughs> there's a lot of, but obviously as well, I'm sure we're going to be quite um hypocritical at times. Mm. And just feel free to point it out if we say something. Oh, of course, just please. say it because I'd rather acknowledge that and be and change my yeah. views. Obviously, yeah. this is unrelated. Again, I'm sidetracking, but um, that is going to happen yeah, a lot. <laughs> that happens a lot, but yeah, obviously, I've gone and said that these people have been a bit stupid and sort of um went back on what they said and um, been hypocritical. But yeah, obviously if we do that, please do just point it out. Hmm. Uh, next week, we're covering women. Uh, from their sexualization in the media to girls' periods and girls' periods in first world countries mm-hmm. and third world countries, you know, uh, how doctors don't believe women, which... The lack of knowledge that men have, and I'll literally just straight up and say, I know fuck all. Yeah. And I, um, I was definitely... Education, yeah. I've definitely been part of this problem because mm. obviously women are very widely sexualized um megan fox i mean you know what happened with her she became a sex symbol after she spoke that michael bay i think his name was sexualized her at the age of 15 you know yeah, and I she was just made out to be a that. slut <laughs> yeah you know a lot more yeah about me and i'm actually gonna say a story that recently happened to me about how a doctor just wouldn't believe me mm. and wouldn't want to help me or like, a male doctor obviously so i mentioned before i um there's a period of my childhood where there wasn't a man around and um, I thought that that made me a lot more sort of well-minded and open-minded mm. with the women's issues but really it took me a while to notice that I was actually just as much of a dick as yeah. the people I complain yeah. about and um, there is a big definitely in the way that white people and 
people of different cultures need to change their mindsets when it comes to racism and stuff. Mm. I definitely think there needs to be a big discussion about men and the way that men act because it is very uh, caveman-like mm. at times. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just the lack of education in mm-hmm. every country. I, I mean, would keep talking, but obviously that's next time, so yeah. I don't want to... Um, uh, so yeah, please read the articles and mm-hmm. petitions that we've linked uh, on our Instagram page to uh, that link with this episode. Uh, please educate yourselves more. The information that we got was from the UNICEF uh, website and, and just videos YouTube. and yeah. just YouTube videos. I mean, it's so easy. It's all at the tip of our fingertips. Yeah. Um, you know, please write in with your stories to our Instagram page, our email, which is all on the screen right mm-hmm. now. Uh, we can get you to call in, or we can read it out for you. Yeah, that's everything. Thank you. Thank you for listening. See you next week.